Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. A little bit more of a full boat uh, this evening. I'm Ethan Skolnick, as I said. You can also follow uh, Greg Sylvander at Greg Sylvander and Alex Toledo at Tropical Blanket. And today we're going to zero in a little bit on Kyle Lowry because, of course, he has been one of the biggest issues with his team this year, not living up to the salary slot. Uh, a lot of struggles. Then it became a knee struggle. Then some kind of I don't know friction to some degree between him and the team as the season progressed and the role changed and all that. And I wasn't even sure that he was going to play for them again. And I said that at the time, uh, he ended up missing more time than I think most others expected, although he did end up returning. And I guess Alex, to start here, he hasn't played poorly since he's come back. He, he actually has played better in his minutes uh, as a reserve than he did as a starter. How, how do you assess it overall? I mean, look, I I tried to look up some of the the data. I looked up the stats for, you know, since he came back, and you know, for the playing stats, they're not they're not anything to be you know to go crazy about, right? He's averaging nine points, four and a half assists, three rebounds, uh, since he came back on March 11th. He's doing it, shooting 60 percent from the field, shooting 60 percent from three, more importantly. And I think that's where kind of a lot of this comes down to. And I know that's it, it, just kind of what I've been, I feel like harping on a little bit all season when it comes to Lowry. It's that the, the way that he's been used where he's been de-emphasized, like it really does feel like everything comes down to whether or not the shot is falling. Cause I do think you get a baseline sort of, um, you know, ball moving standard that you, that you have from him. Like, you know what he's going to get you as somebody who's a connector, but he's not necessarily running a lot of the offense, but he is out there with other bench units now with, with Jimmy off the floor. And, and that's like his main usage now. So I think that's kind of the main difference of the way that his role has changed since he's come back. Obviously he's coming off the bench now. And so he's seeing roles with different guys and like his most used lineups since he came back are not with Jimmy on the floor. So that's the biggest difference. Then when you look at um, how the team has actually performed with him on the floor since he's been back, right? So it's only, it's a four game sample. This is obviously very small. But when he's on the floor, uh, net rating of plus 8.80. So obviously very good. So that comes it comes with a 124 offensive rating and a 116 defensive rating. And so there's kind of a qualifier to both of them, right? When you look, when I was looking through both of those, of the, the way that the team is performing offensively and defensively with him on the floor since he came back, the qualifier is a three-point shooting. So offensively, it feels like he looks good right now because a lot of the threes are falling down and the team as a whole is shooting very well from three when he is on the floor on the other end, even though they're a plus 8.80, the, the 116 defensive rating comes from the opponent shooting just under 38% from three uh, when he's on the floor. So even with that, they're extremely positive. So it just kind of goes to show you how well it's, it's gone for him. I think in this role just so far in the early sample, like and when you go through the uh, individual game logs, he has uh, two very positive games by plus minus and two very negative games. And, you know, it, it, you think you would think that that would come down to more of a neutral overall when it comes to the team stats, but everything shows that they've been much better with him on the floor since he came back. Even when you look at their overall offensive rating and defensive rating, um, it's a lot lower. So I, I really do think that he is just kind of thriving in his role right now. And, you know, even, even if, the, the shooting, if and when, I should say, the shooting comes back to earth. I think there he's shown you some stuff as far as what he can do in this role. So, Greg, what do you do now with him? Because Alex is saying he's doing very well in this role. 
Gabe Vincent's been very up and down as a starter. And mm-hmm. it would seem that there was a little bit of a build here. Actually, it happened faster because he played 36 minutes his first game back, which was not the intention. Um, but he had overtime, et cetera. Uh, but he, I mean, if he's performing well as a reserve, should we feel compelled to say, okay, get him back in the starting lineup? Because I, I pulled this with Heat fans, and there's really four different combinations there that you can use at the so-called point guard position for this team, which is what it is now, which is Vincent Lowry. Then there's what it was at the beginning of the season with Lowry Vincent. And then there's Lowry Oladipo, or there's Vincent Oladipo. So I guess uh, which which do you think makes sense now? If I was to say you're only going to play two out of three of them. This sounds crazy because y'all know how disappointed I've been in Kyle Lowry all season. But ultimately, and as Alex is talking about the way that he's thrived in this new role, the whole time I'm thinking to myself, oh gosh, it's just a matter of time before he ends up back in the starting lineup the way Gabe has looked, right? Because eventually you're going to try to put your best five guys on the floor. Uh, shout out to me sneaking in the pod name there. And um, I just feel like Kyle has played as if he's been one of those guys uh in the small sample that we're obviously reviewing him shooting 60% from three, even if that normalizes anywhere North of 36, 37%, that's going to help this team tremendously. And, you know, remember like that little move he would make where he had the, the kind of the turnaround pull up that he was going to early in the season. And, um, and then anything he can get at the rim, which I think he's tried to make more of a concerted effort to do, uh, or at least that's what it's felt like. Again, I think, to Alex's point, a lot of this is the optics of it. You got to keep Lowry functional and involved and as much of a productive part of the team as possible, not only for the sake of, I think, keeping this veteran group focused on a playoff run, even though that's felt like a weird thing to even talk about with this team all season because of how up and down things have been, but also to salvage him as an asset in terms of, is he a productive player moving forward? his expiring contract, does it come with also a player who you can slot it and actually play? So I think this is actually a pretty critical point for Lowry and the Heat to kind of on both ends make this work. And what's amazing about this is that the entire reason that Kyle is here is Jimmy. The majority of the reason, we've talked about it on other podcasts, and yet he's having more success being separated from Jimmy now, which, uh, again, tells you kind of how – that never has quite looked the way we thought it would look, you know, even with the friendship, even with some history playing together on the U S team that it just never really materialized that way. But I do think where we're seeing Kyle's role be most significant is again, stabilizing the second unit. It does allow you to go, you know, with some of those non bam, non Jimmy lineups, even though you don't really want to do that. But I was told, you know, by someone in the organization who basically said, look, you know, we didn't expect Tyler Hero to have to be sort of out there by himself without Bam and Jimmy. We expected Kyle to be out there with him. And so he would be able to settle the team. And I, I think we are starting to see that uh, here over the past couple of games. All right. We're going to talk a little bit more about this. And I, I want to go into more context on what Greg's talking about here as far as, as him being an asset going forward and maybe not an asset because that may be asking a lot, but at least not being as much of a detriment in a potential trade. I do want to tell you about another great sponsor though, the five reasons sports network it's mobile CRM and staffing services. 
That's our friend Nelson. You can find him. Again, mobile C-Arm and staffing services. What do they do? They rent the C-Arm equipment on a short and long-term basis to hospitals, surgery centers, chiropractic offices, and pain management offices. So if you work in a medical building, if you work with a doctor, if you are a doctor, reach out to Nelson. Again, then the phone number is 561-891-8, excuse me, 561-891-9620. That's 561-891-9620. Or go to W, excuse me, C dash arm and staffing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, Greg, getting back to what you were talking about there. I mean, there's no chance that Kyle Lowry can resurrect his value to the degree that he's even a slight positive asset in a potential trade in the offseason. Is there? I mean, there's obviously scenarios that the hope trafficker can, in me can <laughs> can prescribe, but I, I don't necessarily think that they're very viable. But here's the other part of it. I don't think it necessarily matters also. Mm-hmm. He's the least of the Heat's worries in terms of what they need to be able to move in the offseason. A big, fat $28 million expiring contract. Y'all thought I was going somewhere else with that, didn't you? Um like that can be moved. We saw that this trade deadline, it can net you talent and return from teams that are trying to cut payroll or go in different directions. So I ultimately think it, the good part about this is because he will be an expiring contract, he'll have uh, the ability to be moved regardless of how well he's playing, but the better he plays, I will say like that makes maybe some situations that weren't on the table before more viable um, even if it's short term for Kyle, if it's like um just that one season and then he's gonna move forward, something like that. So uh so it's not like he's gonna become an asset that's gonna net them major talent, but I think the days of him being a negative asset are over, particularly because the heat in him appear to have reconciled enough for him to play and he'll be in an expiring contract next summer. Alex, uh, and give you a chance to answer this. Would you start him now? 
Um, no, not right now. I think it's going so well with him as a bench player. And I've been just asking for this for so long and specifically the not always having to play with Jimmy aspect where you can help out just because those lineups have, have been so, you know, I can't even say up and down, mostly down all season. And yeah, things have looked more up recently, but it's because they're playing um, less of, you know, no, no Jimmy, no BAM lineups. And they're kind of, I think getting a little bit more creative with the rotation. And that's kind of something that's always figuring out now with everybody back. And I don't know, like I, there's no easy answer because on the other end, like, and I was saying this here in the chat, you know, I, I brought up how since Lowry's been back, every time they're on the floor, they're a plus 8.80. Uh, not every time that's as an average uh, net rating, but when Gabe is on the floor in that same time, it's a negative 3.07 net rating. So, yeah, I, I do think a lot of this just comes down to the shot making. I think Gabe isn't as bad of a shooter as he's shown, but it has been a long time now. So he'll have his games. Like he had a stretch not long ago uh, where he had, he had like two or three like pretty good shooting games in a row just like from the field overall. And I think he's a better three-point shooter than what he's shown. So I, I think you hope that that comes back up. And I think – I really do think you can probably get more production out of Lowry off the bench if you're giving him – more or less the same minutes that you're giving him before. Cause that's really where this changes, right? Like if you're going to keep him around 20 minutes, then there's kind of a cap to what he can give you, whether he's starting or not. So I think if he's, if he's kind of hovering around 25, that's probably a sweet spot for him. And if he can manage, if you can manage 25 minutes with Kyle Lowry on the floor and he's looking, he's looking good, he's hitting shots. He's a ball connector. And like Leif said, you know, he's going to be, um, an expiring contract. Like, I think that's kind of the vision for how you rebuild, his value on the court and off the court. I, I, you've already seen what he can do as an off-ball guy, but he needs to have some on-ball refs, which is why I like him in these lineups with Tyler, Bam, Struce, Vincent, which is the most used one that he's been a part of since he came back. I think it just makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of balance there, and it's like a quote-unquote bench lineup, but it's not really. Like when you, when you look at it, it's kind of the old starting lineup except with Max in place of Jimmy because Kyle and Caleb are now bench players. So I think right. they've, they're kind of figuring out the right mix of guys and it's helped Kyle out. I think it's taken him from a just completely off ball player to a little bit more of a balanced role for him. So I think you keep him there for now. I will close here. And again, we want to thank our sponsor C dash Harmon staffing.com price picks. Use the code five better edge. Use the code five RSN. It's kind of a tough question, Greg. I'll, I, Alex always says I give him the tough question. So I'll give you this one. Is the heat starting point guard on the roster for next season on the current roster? Hell no. I, f I feel like that's priority one almost as you try to reshape this thing. To me, it's getting the right player in that position, and it may not necessarily be the traditional format we expect. But to me, no, that's priority one is to find somebody to kind of take that role and run with it. When you say that, that means Jimmy Butler – Point Jimmy next year or something along those lines. Uh, we'll see how that goes. All right. Thanks again to Greg. Thanks to Alex. We're doing playback off of Heat Knicks. If you haven't checked that out yet, it's playback.tv backslash five on the floor. We always put that up on the Twitter feed as well so that you can find it. So check out playback. You can watch the game with us. We end up talking about pretty much everything but the game, but I have a feeling Greg's going to focus a lot on the game on Wednesday night. Big one, Heat Knicks, and then Heat Nets later in the week. Have a good night.